recording straight out of Fife, Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your host Stuart Sutherland, the Nay Karen, Always Swearing, Andy Walker, and Magic Mike Christie. Yo. <clears throat> Welcome to episode 222 of the Films and Swear Movie Podcast. Today we are covering No Country for Old Men as part of our IMDb season. Mm-hmm. But first we're going to warm up with a wee bit of news. Ooh. Obviously, I think we shared a, we shared an a image of a sleepy me for a few years ago. It was like a, a voyeur-esque style picture that Andrew took of me whilst I slept in his house. Oh. Marking right. the anniversary of, uh, well, the first day we recorded films and swearing. Mm-hmm. And that came up saying, the uh, picture was taken five years ago. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Clearly close to our anniversary. And I remember the release date of the podcast was the 15th of April, two days ago. Oh. So we have now hit the five year mark. Fuck's sake. Aye. And we're actually just on the verge of... 30,000 uh, unique downloads. Ooh. So, it's kind of something to shout about. I mean, mm. when you break it down, sure, it's not an amazing amount, but <laughs> some cunts listening. Mm. And think about all the other fucking podcasts that we were sort of up in arms with back in the day have all stopped. Mm-hmm. So we're either the podcast that doesn't know when to quit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do not just jump on that one. Let's just, <laughs> let's just keep the train rolling. And just keeping maybe me sane. I can't find a decent hobby. So I just have to lock you in it. Jigsaw is just no way for it. No, I can't fucking get a complete one. <laughs> <laughs> it's making it worse, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I right, fucking locking use cunts in a room once a week seems to be the only way to keep me sane. Mm-hmm. And pressing films on yes. So. I, I, there was nothing I'm like really. You shouldn't be threatened the fact that I was rolling my sleeves up whilst I was making that wee speech there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I thought you were actually going to like. Uh, defend Wolverine. Was that, was that not the first? Oh, uh, f- Filth was the first. Ah, Filth was the first. we did watch Filth and then we watched the Wolverine prepping ourselves for the second episode. But I promptly fell asleep and then became like sick after that episode. I just remember going home and then just throwing up everywhere. It's like, oh, the Silver Samurai at the end was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've still never. Why does he look like Mega Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a bad film. Mm. That was the brilliant. I like parts of it. So you don't need to listen to episode two now. That was like mm. the review in three words. It's all right. <laughs> so um, to mark the, the fifth anniversary of the podcast, I got our artist Paul Loudon, the guy that done the original like cover art for the podcast and most of the seasons, like the January logo, the, the Terminator season. So like the only person I know Mm. that could do artwork for us. So I managed to get him to provide us with a swanky new Films and Swearing logo. Mm. It is now a three-man crew. (laughs) Uh. Because for many a time, it was just two folk, Mm -hmm. me and Andy, and now the fact that we're kind of getting back into the swing of things as a trio, as a trio, a magnificent trio, (laughs) I thought, it's about time we updated the artwork. Mm-hmm, that's cool, Luke. So, I was going to upload that on Facebook, 
like replace the image and then tell you have a look at your phones boys and then Andy's like they have my phone he's like well there goes that fucking plan <laughs> <laughs> so yes another five years lads uh, eh? uh, <laughs> right, you'll be completely bald by then I could see it I <laughs> uh, other big news this week was the Star Wars Celebration released the the title and teaser trailer for Episode Nine, right. and it was titled "Rise of Skywalker." That's it. So I thought, I think we've all now seen the teaser trailer, so I thought we'd spend a couple minutes. Right. Like, what's your first impressions, Andy? She likes the run. She's quite optimistic about that jump. I didn't see her making it. <laughs> that was a big jump. Unless the force helps her a few extra inches over, she's getting fucking... Nah, she learned for two scoops. She can what she's doing. <laughs> Just because that boy could jump cars. <laughs> I jump anything I didn't see... I can't see him jumping... What was that, an X-Wing? Uh, I can never get the terminology. It's obviously fucking... I think it's Kylo Ren, in it? The last book. Me and a few of the boys at work were like kind of wondering who was like flying it because mm-hmm. it looks like a mere trick toot version than the normal ones. Aye, and so you'll get the the shot of like the gloves accelerating. Hmm. So, I wonder if you'll wear his like if he'll be going a bit as topless as he did in the last film. Oh yeah, <laughs> mind like all those fucking oh, all those topless fucking FaceTime calls like using the force. <laughs> I was like, oh, put something on. <laughs> you fucking unit. Look at the size here. <laughs> it always freaked me out. It was like, what, was he just like finished working at the gym or was he just coming out of the shower and he just managed to put his fucking trousers on? He's like, oh, I wasn't expecting to see you here. <laughs> or was I? <laughs> Even worse if he just wearing the mask and they top on. <laughs> but they tell me they're going with the fucking, oh, that's your sister's. Fucking get angry again. I feel they've done that. Like, it's happened before. So, See, I'm kind of thinking that maybe she's part of uh, the dark side. So like, she could be evil too. Yeah, she's like, like maybe like related to like Palpatine or that. Mm. It's possible. And obviously, that was like a big moment of the fucking trail at the end was his, um, his evil laugh. Yeah. I did see the the meme where they replaced his laugh with Seth Rogen. It was the exact same trailer. <laughs> <I just> went, <laughs> and Seth Rogen like approved it, just fucking retweeted it, going oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think who else would have a fucking good laugh? Like the only other person I could think of is like Tony Atlas. Uh the old black wrestler, he just had like a, a deep fucking chuckle. Huh? Because it's probably been done by now. I'm sure a few communities have just replaced it with notable laughs. Yeah. But, I mean, probably the most fucking metal moment of the trailer was the welding of the helmet. Mm. Oh, that was pretty cool. And it looks like it's going to be detailed in a way that it's kind of got these little red cracks as if it's like lava. Or that was just the metal still hot strip. No, it looked like it might just be a, like a fucking... Uh, I was going to say a pimped out helmet, <laughs> where they're like, let's just get some cool detail, like some flames on the side. No, it looked like Spiky it had been destroyed and it was Aye. putting about the other. Exactly. Now, I reckon if that's maybe a director's 
thing because obviously J.J. Abram done part 7, helmet. Then Ryan Johnson done part 8, takes off helmet, smashes it to pieces. Episode 9, put the helmet back together again. J.J. Abram's like, no, I said uh, we'd put a fucking helmet on the boy. You, <laughs> you destroyed it, we're fixing it. <laughs> I but did he not like produce episode 8? Probably. Mm. But I think that was some of the, like, I think they're just trying... With eight, they're trying to right the wrongs of seven, but now that JJ's back and said, No, no, seven was right, eight's wrong. Mm. And just starts rubbing out the porgs. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to cut to a shot of Lando and Chewie, like a buffet, just eating all these fucking pork legs. By the way, how fucking good does Lando Calrissian look? The guy's like, mm. what, in his 80s? Mm-hmm. hardly looked any different. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously. I don't think it's actually been officially been released, but folk were sharing the, um, like the trailer for that. Uh, oh, what's the, the fucking? What the video game? No, uh, the Mandalorian. Yes. Fucking Carol Weathers is in it. I know. This is the Disney Plus. No, the Mandalorian. So like... it's like a kind of like an or- almost like an origin story, uh, Boba Fett. Um... They were going to make it into a film, but I don't think they will. No, it's definitely like a, a series. I think it's just for exclusively the Disney Plus service. John Favreau's directing it, and was it Gina Carano? Uh, the UFC or yep. the fighter? Her. Some other dude. Carol Weathers. Oh, uh, uh, Pedro Purcell. The guy that was in Game of Thrones that got his skull crushed by the mountain. Yeah. Aye. Spanish boy. Yeah. So it's like the three of them are going to be like your leads mm. for the was it the Mandalorian. Yeah. Aye. It should be interesting. I think it's when they start branching out to TV series that they can like that's where sometimes Marvel loses it, its edge. Like hopefully with Star Wars it will all stay canon. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when they're done like the Netflix series and they're just nah I'm not really relating it to the movies it just Leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. But any other highlights for that wee brief glimpse we got? So um, a lot of shite on the internet about the new droid. Oh yeah, because it was BB-8 and then a wee cone-shaped one. Mm-hmm. Like they were kind of tilting their robot heads at one point. Mm-hmm. Give it a fucking chance. Mm-hmm. Use the the old fucking shot on BB-8 to begin with, going a soccer ball. What the fuck? And then all just sitting. Sucking its soccer ball dick now because it's a fucking amazing wee robot with chewed. <laughs> I think it, how it was either giving a thumbs up or flipping the bird at one point where it's wee flame. See, if I could justify spending 150 quid on a remote control one, I probably would buy it. <laughs> just so I can scare the fuck out of the cat. <laughs> just put yeah. fucking instructions, scare cat. <laughs> it's like the cat moves, it fucking springs to life. Because that one I picked up, uh, is it last year? Like the wee. Oh, yeah, the wee. Scary ass one that lights up. Yeah, and it actually sounds like a fucking like rampant rabbit, like <laughs> multiplied by ten. Like the sound there and the vibrations of it. <laughs> Should fucking try sitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking BB eight speed. Like his head spins, bad spin. <laughs> so it's all filth now. I can't hear him. The head spins, and so do you. But like the fucking like the speed of it though is like unreal. Mm, they get you off like scares fuck at the cat but it's amazing <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tip my finger off though when I went to go, <laughs> I went to go like, just touch it 
<laughs> Fuck yes. That's why they sit right on it. <laughs> then if you gentle, just fucking. You have to. See if you try to fucking Bruce Willis fucking drown into a fucking meteor. <laughs> so, um, film quiz. Okay. We'll just... What was your. Uh, Ashley, I never asked you that. Uh, what was your. Uh, like questions you asked last week because you said you'd left the box in the house. Oh, ah, we kind of. Oh no, it was annoying. Yeah, I was impromptu. His was just like, ooh, um, try to show off his big head at this. So, right. Ooh, tell me, I could tell you ten films that so and so was in. No, I I couldn't. I just gave you the name of an actor to see if you could tell me. So I was guessing, like, okay, let's see if we could outdo each other. Ten film starring Bruce Willis, and then. Well, I said Andy Vin Diesel, so he said nine Fast and Furious films and Saving Private Ryan. I was like, okay, bad example. <laughs> <laughs> then he gave me my, Mila Kunis. Just to kind of keep yeah, it. Yeah, I probably couldn't have got ten. Like. Yeah. I think I got four. <laughs> so I was kind of taking it as like a, an alternative like on Doug, Love, Doug Loves Movies. There's a part called Last Man Stanton. And they just kind of go round table naming the films of an actor till no one else could name a film. Mm. And I thought, well, can I just do that? I mean, we probably should have. That probably would have been easier than saying, 10 Tom Hanks. Mm. And you're going, ah, oh, ah, oh, shit. So that was it. We kind of just tried to yeah. outname films to we each failed, other. Failed, failed miserably. So, I was willing to go in and look for questions on the internet. It's taking too long. I was just take too long. Well, no, when you listen back to it, it's because I cut out all the silence of you going, no, no, that one's right. No. <laughs> so, we have the film, the questions back. We're just going to go clockwise, ask each other. Just until... pick three questions and then pass it on. Alright. So, it's just straightforward, get one wrong and you're out. Right, yeah. and just kind of go clockwise. Shall I start? Go then. Alright, Andy, animated. Mm. A sloth, a saber-toothed tiger, and which other creature are the heroes of Ice Age? Mammoth. I'll give you that. They had woolly mammoth. That's because it's just little bastard. bastards, that's why. <laughs> I, I went huh? <laughs> you, no, you survive for the I next survive. round. Survive, right, who do you ask? Big Mike? Yep. I'll give you comedy. Derek and Hanso are models in which movie from 2001? I'd say a fucking Zoolander. Eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well. only Zoolander, it's no fucking Zoolander. Uh, <laughs> fucking Zoolander, though, eh? That's the porn part of the idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm getting the blue steel right there. Uh, I know. Right, see so what comedy. Ah, uh, oh, no, we've asked this question motherfucking before. Alright, well, just chuck it and grab another yeah. one. What was it? Uh, the First Wedge Club one. Oh, that right, all, does that all ruin you? Cody Hall and Diane Keaton and Bette Midler decide to exact revenge on their ex-husbands. Uh, no, I, f- I got that one wrong because I, th- oh, yeah, I so said death, death becomes her. Yeah. I still would have got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the name of my favorite brother that's character in the 1986 Ultimate Truancy film? Ferris Bueller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, comedy. Which Australian actress plays a suburban wife embroiled in an international espionage plot in Keeping Up with the Joneses? 
What? Which Australian actress plays a suburban wife embroiled in an international espionage plot in Keeping Up with the Joneses? Milo Fisher. Say that again. Wait. Say it again, Andrew. Milo Fisher. Say it a bit differently. Milo Fisher. <laughs> Say it a little bit less differently I than that. Just, I don't know. Isla Fisher. That's what I said. <laughs> no. I gave you it twice. You went Mila Mila. Oh, I love Mila. They're the same fucking thing. Get there. I've just got a speech impediment. I say mm, sometimes. <laughs> We're 222 episodes in. We would have had a record of I that impediment. Like, mm, Isla Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> Does he get it? Well, the kind of like the answer because I'm fucking clueless. <laughs> Isla Fisher. It's Isla Fisher. Is it right? And he said, Myla. And then Mila. What was was that from, though? That That was John Hamm, Gal Gadot. Uh, They were the secret agents, and the the Suburbans was Zach Galifianakis and Isla. I've never seen it. I probably would have went with, like, that, oh, fucking shit, that Rebel Williams or that. Oh, right, aye. Right, see, he, gives so he gets wrong, it wrong. He gets the wrong answer. I'm the wrong person. That's the wrong answer. You've only got a surname right. I got the all right, bitch. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to be... I gave you Willie Mammoth. So I'm not giving you Miley Fisher. You're giving it to your shit, Willie Mammoth. <laughs> mammoth is a mammoth. This is better as Willie of no. <laughs> Just unplug Andrew's microphone. Yeah, you do that, you cut. I'm still in. Fuck you, <laughs> Um, <laughs> Captain Underpants who did George and Harold hypnotise into believing he's a superhero called Captain Underpants <laughs> I am absolutely fucked I'll give you if you can get the right job as well like if you can what get is the it? job you do need to get his name it's got both does it have name Christ I wouldn't even remember the name but the job was an easy one <laughs> parents of children no, that wasn't the guy's job, it's just because and me and Andrew have children. Yeah. We've seen Captain Underpants. Um fucking Janitor. Skill Janet. No. School uh. principal. Uh. Mr. Crop. Mr. Crop. Uh. Never seen it. Oh. Well, it's just me, I guess if I get this one right, I win. No! <laughs> uh, which character did Barbara Windsor play and carry on Doctor? A nurse. Oh, game changer motherfucker. <laughs> A nurse, I reckon. Uh, final answer. <laughs> I don't know, Mr. Terrence. <laughs> yes. You're kind of there, I'd say. The right answer was Nurse Sandra May. There's no way I can fucking remember the name, but... I've never seen... So, none of us won. You did get exactly what it says in the kid, you fucked. Well, you were letting him away with a school teacher. Even though he never got that right, you are yeah. giving him some leeway. Oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> You're not getting nearly you. You just want to win. Of course, we all want to win. I don't care. But we can't just make up names now, Andrew. What? <laughs> I said Isla Fisher. You, you combine Mila Kunis and Isla Fisher. I no. mean, that's alright, like. Because you know? <laughs> people won't argue with that normally. But when it comes to the film quiz. I mean, if she was going to rate Vince Vaughn and Wedding Crashers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Vince Vaughn has PTSD for that one. <laughs> Being violently jacked onto a table. Stuffed with a sock. Getting his fucking junk hijacked at a family meal. <laughs> and a gay brother painting fucking pictures of him. 
I've not seen that film in a fucking that age. Fucking gold. Okay. We're going on to the film. Go for it. Right. Ranking at number 157 in IMDb Top 250, No Country for Old Men is directed by Ethan Cohen and Joe Cohen. Cohen, not Colon. Is it not just the Cohen brothers? It is. Say that. Yeah, just as it comes up, it's direct, it has oh, the name it? separately. Rather than just the Cohen brothers. I know what you mean. It is based on a novel by Cormac McCarthy. He has also famously written the book The Road, which got turned into that Viggo Mortensen film. Mm-hmm. Post-apocalyptic trolley pushing film. Piece of shite. And he also done the screenplay for a film called The Counselor, which wasn't particularly good. That was... Um, really Brad Pitt. And Brad that. Pitt, Cameron Diaz, and it was like six or seven famous names, but they were all in it for about ten minutes oh. each. Uh, and so some of them have a very gruesome death. Uh, it gets like a thing put around his neck, like a cable tie, but it just keeps fastening, so it just more or less just severs the head for the shoulders. So it's uh, fucking brutal. Oh, nice. But, alright, so he done that. Uh, the Coen Brothers' top four films on IMDb consists of uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, A Serious Man, Inside Llewellyn Davis, and Fargo. That's a pretty... Apart Fargo, that's a pretty weak top four, like. Yeah, I, I was surprised that fucking Buster Scruggs is up there with that, just coming out in, like, December. I'm yeah, not... I mean, it was alright, it wasn't it fucking amazing, like, maybe the first, I think the first two stories were good, and I kind of, I thought the last, like, the last few films, like, the last hour or so was very forgetful. Yeah, I liked the one with, like, the old prospector, like, so that that was kind of filmed quite well, where just him digging for gold. And then some cunt shows up at the end and shoots him to take the gold. <laughs> I thought that was a, a good Never one. Seen it. It's it's just like an anthology western. Yeah, it's got um, James Franco, yep. uh, Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Not shooting blacks. Um, Tom Wilkins is in there, isn't he? I think he is. I... One of the stories is just like a torso, who's like a freak show that gets taken about and it's just torso with a head, no arms or legs, and it just gets taken down to town for folk to go up it. Some good stories, some bleak, and some of them just on for fucking far too long. Yeah, Liam Neeson one was on for a wee bit, I think, mm. if I remember. Also, oh, I got keen about that, but she sings the sash. Why are the Rangers fucking Facebook pages? <laughs> uh, the film stars Tommy Lee Jones as Ed Tom Bell, Javier Bardem as Anton Sugar, uh, Josh Brolin as uh, Llewellyn Moss. Woody Harrelson as Carson Wells. Kelly MacDonald as Carla Jean Moss. Garrett Dillhunt as Wendell. Jess Harper as Loretta Bell. Barry Corbin as Ellis. And Stephen Root as Man Who Hires Wells. Mike, go and tell me the plot too. No Country for Old Men. Hey, a retired war veteran stumbled across a botched drug deal and flees with a loot. Where an assassin hot on his trail. That's it in a nutshell. In other words, Thanos is fucked. <laughs> Aye. 
There, there's the fucking twist to fucking Avengers. It's just Javier Bardem with a bad haircut shows up. <laughs> a fucking for... oxygen tank with a fucking I, gun attached to it. Thanos is sat in a motel and his fucking locks get popped in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's shitting on, on his face and the door the fucking... goes. <laughs> <laughs> shoots all the Infinity Stones off his fucking gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to put on the crinkled gloves. Ah, fucking one use only glove. <laughs> Alright, um, so, was this a first time watch for any of you? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Eh? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with me? What do you mean? <laughs> I see Thumbs a fucking weirdo with a weird haircut of like that. <laughs> the thumb has been out for like 10 years. I know, I do care. I uh, know which thumbs I like. Aye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, fair <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to go to sleep now, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just tuck your chin. Um, well, Andy, you want to first tell us uh, your, your reaction to the film? It was better than I was expecting. I got a wee bit kind of long-winded near the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, I quite enjoyed the whole fucking... It made me think of Red Dead Redemption for yeah. a wee while. Aye. <laughs> Just in modern day. I might share between that and Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. It's it's a strange one that I watched like the making of uh, on the DVD last night, and they had the whole cast try and like explain what type of film it is. And I was like, well, it's a bit comedy, it's a bit horror, it's, it's, it's a cat and mouse thriller. And if they could really fucking decide what type of film it is, mm. and one of them described it as a neo noir western. Sounds like modern day western kind of. Ah, yeah. somebody fucking mentioned it. It was it was like a gothic tale, and it's like a fuck. Are they gonna if they think Javier Bardem is just a big goth going around with a fucking gun, <laughs> taking fuck out, but fucking coins? It made me think of fucking Jaws for a wee while. Just the way you lumbered about with that weird fucking hairdo. You see some metal cables. Exactly, he's got the fucking cancer puts in his mouth at the end. <laughs> fucking Josh Brolin manages to shoot him in the mouth. <laughs> what the fucking shark, you retard? <laughs> the fucking James Bond fell in your bungo. <laughs> I'm just thinking it's like a, a fucking <laughs> villain. <laughs> Walking about the fucking just, tune with the dum-dum. Exactly. <laughs> fucking scary is that you can't stop that thing from coming out and when just Fox... take over the world <laughs> it's Joe's on land what the fuck um, that was already made that was called land shots <laughs> on sci-fi you know? just seeing Rug and Joe's cutting about in his socks with a fucking silent shotgun <laughs> I take it I take it how bad about them actually playing Joe's in just having a suit anyway uh, Mike what's your thought of the film um, I quite enjoy it I think this is maybe my third or fourth time I watched it last year when we were kind of doing our like, uh, Oscar season mm-hmm. and I think I'd maybe like watched it before that about maybe four or five years ago and yeah. I think like watching it more kind of gives that a bit more like, appreciation for it aye well that was it I watched it uh today again with Andy, Andy watching it like this was him doing his homework today I watched it last night, so going through it today it's strange, the amount of times you sit and watch a film and you notice new things or you fucking uh, connect the dots a bit quicker and it is is kind of one of those films that it actually pays off like watching it again or if it happens to be on fucking 
paying attention and it's like yeah. fuck it I think a lot of the times I just took for granted oh there's a burnout car and maybe I wasn't paying attention to the dialogue at that point and then when fucking Tommy Lee Jones is sitting putting it all together and Wendell's wee jaw drops going fucking <laughs> chief you're you're fucking sharp for for being an old cunt <laughs> but I too quite enjoy this film I could totally agree with Andy where it does get a little bit long in the tooth towards like the the ends mm. but there's so much fucking great things about this film like the, the the characters how it's kind of the story of like a a good man a bad man and the fucking man in between so you've got like all that going on then it's just all the wee townsfolk I fucking love in this film just cause the, just cause they've got their heads ploughed in <laughs> It does feel like um, fucking Anton Sugar' job was to kill every other cast member of this movie. Kind of just showed up in all their houses, <laughs> flipping his coin. <laughs> Going, ah, fuck. We weren't even in the same scene together. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even just the fact that what he's fucking killing people with is mm. even just like so out of the fucking ordinary, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah it's perfect weapon. Mm. Leaves no traces of fucking any... Like, it makes folk think they got shot in the head, but... Yeah, there's no bullet. Mm. It's that scene in the diner where uh, Tommy Lee Jones is saying, what do you mean there's no bullet? Said, Did someone poke around in his head with a fucking knife to find it and take it out? I said, oh, chief, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Putting that image in my head. But... Um, I was going to ask... It, my next note here is earliest memories of the film. When it was sort of like... The first time you actually heard of No Country for Old Men, was it just kind of upon its initial release, Andy? I mind it being advertised. And having like a buzz at the time. I just, um, it was just the the bit that sticks in my mind when he's walking into the pharmacy. Aye. And he does all that shit with the car and the car blows up behind him and yeah. he's walking. That just st- that stuck in my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. Mike? Hey, yeah, I was probably saying like when it was like on its first initial release, I think I that pretty early when it came on like DVD. Mm. It was one of those <clears> films <throat> I never really paid any attention to until I was just scanning through channels when I was like, it was on film four and it was already maybe like an hour in. <clears throat> it was like, it was at the part where they're in the, the hotel where uh, Llewellyn finds the, the transponder in, in the bag of cash and I kind of like that caught my attention I kind of like let's see where this scene goes and then the fucking lock flies across the room hits him in the chest and then I was like no I have to see how this ends and it was I'd taken what it was I had to I think I just stuck with it just to find out what the fucking film was called like waiting for the advert break and then it clicked and it's like alright that's and I had to fucking I either borrowed it online or went and got the DVD soon after that just to fucking see the first half of the film to find out how the hell he got on that fucking situation, because I do think I finished watching it on that first occasion, because I'd already missed the start of it. I think it got to the point where he was giving a kid, was it like $500 for his jacket? Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought, ah, we'll leave it here. Like, leave some mystery to it. Probably only got another 10 minutes left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, what did you all think of the opening sequence of the film? Mike? Um... I think they like see like the facial expressions that he pulls of An- Anton's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as pretty fucking gnarly. Like, nah, he's almost. <clears throat> it's almost like a 
like a religious experience for him. He's like fucking on a high, choking that that poor fucking dumb cop. Hmm. Like it's like it must be like one of those wee town police stations where it's like, ah, just sit on the bench. No point putting you in the cell. <laughs> <laughs> like you're a big fella. What are you gonna do? <laughs> so fucking <laughs> take the head off your shoulders with these handcuffs. <laughs> just how he pulls it that hard, he ends up severing his artery. Ah, it's just like this wee twist in the fucking blood. Aye. I love the the effect of like the boot scuffs, like he's scuffing his feet on the ground that much, and it's all these fucking strokes of the black marks of the boot, the boots. Yeah, it's just something you wouldn't have thought of. With something like it just shows you how much you fucking struggled and tried to kick out of it. Yeah. And just like it's a, it's a fucking grisly way to fucking start the film. Like it's like okay, this is what it's going to be like for a lot of the action sequences of the films. Be prepared, <laughs> there will be blood. <laughs> which is fucking key because that was like the rival film that came out the same year There Will Be Blood um, now and it's even like following that because like, it's all kind of Anton to begin with like kills the cop hops in the police car next thing you know he's fucking pulling over some random and yeah. like the, the fucking uh, townspeople are just so gullible they'll be like that's not a cop why are you carrying a big air canister? What's that in your hand? Oh, when you rolled in my window, I'd been fucking terrified. He was like, <laughs> what did you keep driving? Ah, he's like, what's the problem? I was like, step out of the car. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> what's that you're pressing against my forehead? <laughs> so. <laughs> it's just like, oh. You just wish they had a wee bit more smarts about them, but. Well, when they're fucking police are dumb as fuck, what's the fucking. Townspeople. Townspeople go a bit like. Yeah. Uh, now. To kind of get into the meat of it, do we just want to like kind of pick a character, then talk about the best bits about them? Go for it. Do we want to start with uh, Llewellyn, Josh Brolin? Yeah. He's actually. I'll let somebody else take the reins. Andy, what do you like about Llewellyn? It's just I just enjoy his fucking kind of man against the world fucking attitude he's got. Mm-hmm. Cause he doesn't need help, and he could. It's no fear to anything. Anything. Aye. Like he sees a fucking like a drug, but the other fucking cunt stayed, and he's still like jetting indoors and shit. Aye, he's a curious chap. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely like, ah, what's but he cares. He wanted to give that boy some fucking aqua. Aqua. <laughs> Twelve hours later, <laughs> can he sleep at night? He's got a conscience. Like, oh, With him shagged his wife. <laughs> I love that fucking bit of banter. Like, <laughs> yeah, shut your mouth, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> shut your mouth, I'm going to take you out back and screw you. Like, that, that needs to be the, the fucking, if I still worked at the local office, that was going to be the, my next, the best way, if it was like my last day of the job, to defuse an argument. If you've got to keep talking to me like that, I'm going to take you out back and screw you. <laughs> and just watch them go, what? <laughs> Aye, big chick will not have an answer for that one. <laughs> But I, it's a good character because it's sort of like he is sort of like he's got the best background for it. Like mm-hmm. he's done two tours of Nam, and yeah. he's kind he's of basically like, Rambo. He is like this low-level Rambo where he's got the training, and he's never really been put in a situation where he's having to fucking put it to use. Yeah, it's just the fact that he's kind of crossed the path of like the Mexican drug cartel and fucking big Anton Sugar. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's got an overbearing mother-in-law. Oh, she got the cancer. 
Batman dies instantly. Uh, <laughs> dies off screen. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> but I love How it. How did you see that bitch die up in front of the person? Just fucking Anton shows up. Don't you know I got the cancer? How <laughs> 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 fucking cute you, bitch. Uh, <laughs> she's just in the back of the car and she's like, I'm going to El Paso, Texas. Do you know how many people I know in El Paso, Texas? <laughs> this many. I was up the fucking <laughs> ring to let the fucking taxi driver see. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, I'm going to turn this fucking car around. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I was... Like not shouting at the screen, but in my head, I was shouting at the screen when the Mexican in the brown suit goes to help her, uh, and she just starts telling everything. It's like, shut up, shut up, you gotta get him killed. Uh, Next scene, <laughs> dead. And you're just like, oh, come on, fucking mother-in-law, ruined it. Right. She didn't like him anyway, but yeah, she was happy. <laughs> she died happy. <laughs> the to be honest, probably if Anton Sugar showed up to her and she started talking, he probably would have just turned around and gone, oh, fuck this. <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. He would have turned the fucking canister in his cell. <laughs> He's just got the shotgun in one hand and the fucking door open and just... <laughs> 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 fucking, the wig comes flying off his head. <laughs> That's that, a fucking fin. <laughs> That's the fucking, like, the thing everyone knows about this film is the guy with the fucking haircut. Like that's the first thing. It's like, oh, the guy with it, because it's like it's a fucking soccer mom. It's like a fucking a woman's haircut, <laughs> and he's like, aye, but it's the scariest fucking dude. And even with that haircut, you still wouldn't disagree this was, with. This was kind of like his first like mainstream film. It, eh? Ah, he definitely caught all everyone's attention with doing this film because I couldn't tell you anything he probably starred in before, but ever since then, of course, he's went on to be like a Bond villain and mother. Mother, he was in that as well. Which yeah. you fucking hated. It, it got a bit too much for me. Did you, oh, did you see oh, fucking... see that one, Andy, where it's Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Javier Bardem and no. the, they're in a house and it just gets fucking crazy. Just no. so fucking uh, crazy. Like There's a scene where she gets battered the fuck out of and the camera just doesn't cut away and just all these different hands punching her in the pus. Someone just pulls one of her tits out and then... Just, Still keep fucking punching her pots. Like, what is going on? Yeah. It's, it's... We should watch ads. You like that bitch. Ah, well, that's it. <laughs> you want to see her getting fucking punched in the tit? Fucking human fish. It is one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just a face. It makes me think that she's a fish. Okay. She looks like a human fish. Hey. <laughs> Show some respect to the fish. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it is one of those ones where. Like, the film just slightly gets crazier as the minutes goes on yeah. and if it kept multiplying about every minute and like the last hour is just absolute fucking bonkers and Javier Bardem <laughs> comes through and the scene goes everything's fine calm down just go to sleep Aye. and like no it's not <laughs> I'm getting my ass kicked and my titties rubbed <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> I think because the fact that it's bonkers that's why I kind of liked it because I went and seen that new Pet Cemetery last week oh yeah and I I watched the original last Tuesday during the day before I went and seen it. Mm-hmm. And the original was alright. wasn't too bad. But this one's like a a lot different from the, the original one. Right. And the last, like the third act's fucking bonkers. And uh, that appealed to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm probably not going to see it in cinemas, but I'll, I'll check mm-hmm. it out. Um, the only thing is, I, I can't decide if I want to like do the book first and see the film. I'd probably be better seeing the film first. 
because when you like read the book and then go watch the films, like, well, that's different. And then that's different. That's different. And you just kind of have that mindset. But yeah. the the audio book's been done by uh, Michael C. Hall, Dexter. Oh, yeah. So I'll let him read me a scary story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so back to Llewellyn Moss. Uh, Mike, is there any key scenes of his that particular favourite of yours? Um, I quite like the scene where he's in the, like, also he goes to the, like, the motel <clears throat> and he, like, buys out of the room that's, like, directly, like, opposite. Oh, like, back to his... Yeah, and he's got the, like, the briefcase in the air duct. Aye. And he, like, compiles this fucking, like, 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 hook thing. Tentacles and... Oh, <clears throat> with, like, the clothes hang, I don't know that. I love that wee dialogue bit where he's in the store, like, getting a shotgun. Did you notice the boy selling on the shotgun? Did that look familiar? He's quite heavy set gentleman with a wee white moustache. He was one of the, the bidders in Get Out. Ah. I think he had like a wee ponytail and it was just probably one of the random guys talking to uh, the dude about sports. Squeezing his muscles going, oh, ah. I like your body. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was watching and I was like, I can that face, that chubby wee face. I've seen it before. <laughs> So I have a rake for IMDb of the day to kind of put my mind at ease. <laughs> but it was just like the dialogue he has with the guy in the shop. And he's like, you got any tent poles? And he's like, tent poles? You got the tent? And he's like, yeah. Well, tell me the types of poles. And I ordered them. I said, no, okay, I've not got the tent. And like, what type of tent do you want? The one with the most poles. <laughs> he's like, for fuck's sake, man, I'm not building a tent. Just give me the poles. And I love that he's kind of got like that mind where he's like, right, I'll put these together. It's like, why is he fucking pulling apart all the coat hangers? And he's just putting it all together. And it's like, man, he's like next level. It's like this maybe military training where he just kind of puts all this to get use, drag the fucking briefcase across, and then just the worst things happen in the next room. Yeah. Well, yeah. The adjacent. I think they were the fucking Mexican, the cartel. Yeah. Them, huh? Aye, because it that took me a couple watching like watches to realise they were all sat in his room, like the room he hires shoves the briefcase along and when he comes back the next night in the taxi and he sees like the, the truck and he tells the guy to take him to another hotel like obviously the Mexicans were camping out in his room waiting for him mm-hmm. so aye, when fucking Anton Sugar opens the door it's not what they were expecting mm-hmm. and it's when you get to see the use of that fucking silent shotgun mm-hmm. where the, the fucking image of it is ridiculous where just this Looks like, it's like a big massive cylinder, eh? Aye, like something that you'd probably be a, a bottle of whiskey would be in, but attached on the end of a fucking shotgun. And the first dude he hits, it like obliterates his arm. Mm. And it's like, ugh. <laughs> and it's the sounds. I reckon if that's a fucking accurate sound of what a silent shotgun would be, but it's still a fucking. Don't know. Been ages since I played COD. Could you get away with that in Call of Duty? Put a silencer on a I shotgun? Put a silencer on a shotgun in Call of Duty. Put a fucking silencer on anything. <laughs> My knife? Silencer. <laughs> it's funny, it's like when you talk about like, the Sims, the, like guns and films, and it's like, well, I rewatched <clears throat> The Terminator last month, and it's towards the end where he's chasing him on the bike, and he pulls it, his wee magnum, mm-hmm. and he's firing it, and it sounds like a fucking silenced pistol. Aye. And it's like the editing's been done bad in this, like... Aye, that's how you can tell when you're watching older films and like, pew! Like, it's like an old West, an old fucking Western playing. Yeah. But 
it's it's only more terrifying is when they get the fucking gunshots like sound like real like as if they fucking use real yeah. guns on site. It's like oh, um, that that's... is one of the things that actually I always I always forget when I watch it and I realise that half an hour in it is that the film's no set in modern day. Yes, I it's kind of like that. it's like late, very late seventies, very early eighties. Yes, aye. And it didn't actually fucking click until I was watching the making of and they talked about it being set in the 80s. And he's like, right enough, you're thinking with the fucking the cars and you're just thinking it's just a run-down mm. West Texas town. You just don't... Yeah. But and then right enough, nobody's got a fucking cell phone and there's... All the cars are fucking old. So it's strange that this is probably my fourth or fifth watch of it and it's not until last night... I I realised after being told that it was fucking set in the 80s. And yeah, like, oh. it's when I was watching it last year, that's when I realised that it was set mm-hmm. in like the 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might be all the... No, the, one of the other most moments I quite enjoyed was when he went back to the, the, the drug bust. Well, the mm. the deal gone wrong the next night and it's when the Mexicans show up to retrieve the money and they set the fucking dog on them. And like that dog was like the T one thousand. That was a oh, persistent oh, little yeah. fucking pitch. <laughs> when he goes that in dog the water. is take no for an answer. Exactly. Like he's he's fucking like Moss knew where he was going fucking kicking his boots off, jumping in the river, but that fucking dog and just just see him swimming and then this wee blackhead bobbing behind him. And then it cuts to a close up and it just goes <laughs> like it will, it will that is an attack dog it will not fucking stop until it gets there uh, and the fact that it took so long to fucking clear the chamber of his gun to make sure I guess it wouldn't miss fire because it's fucking full of water so he's sitting clearing all that and the dog's pretty like, jumping up to his face and just manages to fucking shoot it just in time I did like that moment where it's just like oh fuck oh fuck oh, oh. like you were always kind of waiting for the gun to like jam exactly and then the dog just rip his face off <laughs> take that tash right off him but fucking just in the nick of time he manages to fucking kill that pooch yeah. um, I actually quite like the bit where he he wakes up in hospital mm. after speaking to Woody Harrelson yeah. and it's when he's like trying to get back in America and he's speaking to the guy on like the border yeah, so yeah. he's like a fucking drill sergeant <laughs> and he's like, it's after me who I let back into America and he's like, first question for you, he's like, why the fuck you got no clothes on? I've got an overcoat. He's like, you jack, he's like, you jacking me, boy? He's like, no, sir. He's like, I, I won't let you jack me. And then he walks back into the fucking shop. And the guy's like, oh, I see the boots are still working for oh, you. Oh, it's a fucking brilliant image. Because you don't even Kenny had the boots on when he's talking to the border agent. It's just when you see the full body shot. And oh, cowboy boots and a hospital gown. And he's like, how oh, the boots holding up? Good. I was like, I could do it with someone for the rest. It's a brilliant callback. Um, but I like the the differences between the US border agent and then the Mexican one. And the guy just asleep, just wakes up, looks at fucking Llewellyn, and he's just covered in beer, like, no, covered in beer, covered in blood, holding a bottle of beer, and the guy just nods him through, goes back to sleep. <laughs> Complete difference. Like, ah, I go to Mexico. He's like, we're not letting you back in America <laughs> to I quiz you. After that, that uh, scene where he's, <clears throat> where he's getting chased by uh, Anton, mm-hmm. like when he's like like unloading them with the cars, and it was pretty good. Aye, and it was. It's I like how much planning he put into every time we went to a hotel. And he's like, right, because he just doesn't like, at that point just didn't know about the transponder, and he's like, why the fuck does this boy keep finding me? Mm-hmm. And 
is even like warning like the clerk at the desk like here's money even if any swinging dick comes in just give me a phone call and they just again in the middle of the night you wake up and say no someone's not right I like how the detail when you're flipping through the money and it's not all hundreds like in the first pile you flick through you can see there's a few tens and then when it comes to transponder it's all just dollar bills so I'm not sure if it just goes a cut up a bunch of dollar bills to hide it in or if it was just a couple hundreds then the rest was dollar bills because they were never going to get that money anyway yeah, maybe. so because the fact that they had a fucking tracking device in it it's like they weren't letting that money get far Aye, and it is just the fact that he he kind of could predict it happening, like how he gets ready, gets the gun, sitting with a light off, and it's not until fucking Anton turns the light off outside and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> like they're just that step ahead of each other, and yeah. next thing you know, he gets the fucking locked to the chest, mm-hmm. and even that's just a cringe where we thought it's like, because oh. you seen the fucking hole it left in like his trailer, where it got fired across the room, and it was literally from one side of the trailer to the other, still yeah. left a fucking circle. In his fucking timber wallpaper. Mm-hmm. I like the the shot when he gets in the car during the altercation with Anton and he's oh. <clears throat> and like he's sitting in the driver like he can just drive. <clears throat> Don't worry, gets, I'm not gonna rob you. And he gets hit and he's like trying to steer the car and like all you can see is like, that the windows all smashed to fucking blood and you can always see the like, the, the gunfire uh, where Anton is. Just all the fucking bops and. Yeah. I feel sorry for all the cunts that just get caught up in this like that guy stopping he's like don't worry I'm not going to hurt you shot in the neck <laughs> it's like blood across the face and another one in the head <laughs> aye where did they get the machine gun for? Um, now wasn't that when it was for the, the, the aqua guy at the beginning took the machine gun off of him did that and t- took a couple of clips off of him and stuck it under the no for them. Is that what you'd be shooting? No, nah, it was a, it was a shotgun. Ah, it was just... For that range? I, I know, I know that's what makes it fucking weird is the fact that for that range it's that lethal with it. Mm-hmm. And it still just kind of looks like a single bullet whereas it kind of should be like a spray. Yeah, like a buckshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, who should we talk about now? Anton or Tommy Lee Jones? Tommy Lee Jones is only in it for like fucking 20 minutes or something. Ah, in like this game of cat and mouse, he was always kind of like a few steps behind. Like yeah. He's always shown up to the crime that just happened 10 minutes prior. Yeah, reluctantly. Yeah. He, he's smart. Like he kind of is. Like he, he, the only thing he never said was, I retire in two weeks. Yeah. Or, like, I'll finish up this weekend. Because <laughs> then he'd be getting killed. Exactly. Fucking <laughs> Anton stops first when he hears that. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> You're about to retire. But I do like his wee deputy Wendell. Oh yeah, the dumb foot. Yeah, right. and even though like he's no young, but he's just he's no he's no bright. Do you either. know recognise who Wendell was? You no. might recognise who Wendell was actually. Terminator. Ah, the season. Yeah, he was, he was in the TV around. show. Yeah. See the Corner Chronicles. All oh, right. Uh, who was he in? That? He was the first one. It was at Cromartie or something. It's him as. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I do like the bit where Tom Lee Jones where he's sitting inside the house and just fucking helps to sell a glass of milk. <laughs> Aye. Because, and there is a great bit where he comes in and he's looking at the scene and like, he notices the pop lock and he looks and there's when the milk's on the counter and Wendell's like, oh, we just missed him! <laughs> and he was like, we're close! <laughs> like, the milk! It's like, that milk's still sweating. <laughs> Aye. And it is, it's like, he's got to the point in his career where he's probably seen it all 
and like, you could it. assess like, crime scene sort of instantly and just like yep yep right okay and window is all a big surprise and it all kind of comes together and it's like when they go to the burning car and he's figured out his pattern for killing the fucking police chief to steal in the car and then this car and then burn it out and he's obviously stole a truck and he's fucked off with that but he is he just he seems fucking perfect for like a to be like a sheriff in this wee run down town where he's just kind of Old and tired. He knows it all. He recognises every fucking vehicle he comes across. He's mm-hmm. like, that's that boy Moss's truck. And he's so fucking certain of everything just because he's probably just been in that town his whole life. Mm-hmm. But they've just never come across. They've never came across like a reckoning like fucking Anton Sugar. Where mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I, I definitely sound they're retired. <laughs> this is clearly no country for old men. Dilts his hat and fucking <laughs> fucks off on the horse. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I was waiting for him just to use that quote at some point because it's just like, <laughs> come on, no country for old men. Like when they're having like one of those twelve speeches at the end where he sat and just talked to all cunt and their dug about his career choices. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on, just say it, just say it's no longer a country for old men. Go on, say it. But he didn't. Andy, was there any key uh, Tommy Lee moments that you want to share? Just the one where he's when he goes back to the crime scene. At the end. And you're the end uh, when he's after fucking Llewellyn's been killed. Yeah. And then he's like, you can't and that fucking sugar boy's inside the room. And Aye. He kins he's there because he kins the lock's being been fucking popped. popped and he's like, I don't want to go in there. Exactly. Like he's looking at the watch, how many days left to retire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go. I have to. I have to. Ah, yeah. It was, a, it was like a, a real moral battle. Was like, mm. personally, I would fuck off. But, like, being in this fucking job, I need to fucking... Is, and to be honest, I didn't remember, like, the last half of this film. I kind of thought it finished, um, maybe just at that point, because after Llewellyn gets killed, and like, I didn't remember him getting fucking killed at that point. I honestly just remember the film finishing at him crossing the border to Mexico. And I thought that was yeah. it. And when this film just kept going, I was like, holy shit, I really don't remember a lot of this film. And I just didn't know the outcome of fucking Tommy Lee Jones walking into that motel room. Mm-hmm. And the way the fucking light in it is, where it's just the crack of light on Sugar's face, and it's just how the light shines on like the wrinkles of his face, it just looks fucking like horrific. It just looks like a fucking monster yeah, waiting could, in the I shadows. I could tell if he was able to see him in the reflection of the brass on the look. Oh, aye. It was like they there was focus a figure. On it. Aye. It was like there was a figure standing in, on the reflection. Aye. But I didn't think of that was just him or if it was him seen inside the room and seen yeah. the thing with. Aye, because it does look like it shows you the barrel of the lock. But mm. it is, I was, at that moment, I was like, please, did he kill fucking Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> I was like, please. And I was like, hope, and, hope he's fucking sharp enough to kill fucking Sugar. And it's just when he goes in and he's no there, and you're just like, what? I literally watching that scene last night I could actually feel my fucking heart beating in my chest I was just like because before it I was getting a wee bit sleepy <laughs> when it got to this scene just I was on edge when that fucking local cop in El Paso kind of told him you fucking killed the boy then showed up the next day and it kind of clicked like fucking light bulb and it's like go back to the crime scene and right enough he's fucking there looking for the money and he's like oh no Denny 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 <laughs> and it was like he got spared I reckon if, if you're like, should, should he have got killed at that point? Mm. Should he have met fucking Anton? It, it wasn't a cop out, but it was definitely like a kind of like an anticlimactic. See, I'm, when I was doing my notes today and when I was watching the film, obviously, 
I actually kind of compared this film to my first watch of The Godfather Part 2. Right. Like when uh, Al Pacino's character finds out that it was his brother that tried to kill him. Okay. And, and like, you can see the tension and like, also when I first watched it, I thought there was going to be this massive confrontation and all that. Mm-hmm. And then there wasn't it. Aye. And I, I generally thought, like, when I first watched it, I think actually when I watched it last year, I was like waiting for like the big massive like showdown between either uh, Anton and the sheriff or Anton yeah. and fucking uh, Llewellyn. Yeah. That was when I never got it because the Mexicans got there first. Aye. And that's it. You kind of just forget about the Mexicans. And it wasn't until um, Anton shows up to have a fucking talk with Stephen Root in his office. Uh, yeah. Where obviously they gave the fucking Mexicans a tracking device as well as fucking Anton to find the cash. And you're just thinking, well, no wonder they're always fucking on him. And it's just kind of, it's like the player you forget about in the game. And then they sneak in and get the fucking kill. Yeah. Um, I guess we probably, really, I can't think of any other key Tommy Lee Jones moments. Yeah. Because uh, obviously there, there's all that talking at the end where he goes and visits, is, is it like his cousin? Because it, it's kind of the old boy in the wheelchair with all the cats. Mm-hmm. Like, like there was, it felt like there could have been three endings. It's like, right, Anton getting away from the hotel room, it could have just ended at that. Then him going to talk to his fucking wheelchair cousin with a week old coffee. Uh, and all and, the cats. And all the cats. Like, okay, all right, we're getting a little bit more backstory now. And, is it going to finish here? No. Okay. And then it's him sitting telling about dreams that he's had at night. And he's like, man, I feel like this should have finished about 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked into it. I really thought, like, well, maybe the book fleshed it out more. In the last chapter of the book, it's him telling the story of these two dreams that he had that night. It's like, fucking hell, it's the exact same ending of the book. When the fuck do they do that? Some, you usually just take the title and make up the rest. So this time he's like, fucking true to the book. And he's like, Jesus. Uh-huh. Okay, maybe that's why. I mean, there's clearly a deeper meaning to it, but I'm just like, oh, maybe on my twelfth watch, I'll ting exactly. I don't think we got any. Nah, we never got any confirmation that he killed. Um, what's her name? Carla Jean. Yeah. The only thing that made me think was he was checking his boots as he left the house, just in yeah. case he maybe stood in blood. Because mm. you see it throughout. Every time there's a bit of blood creeping yeah, towards him, picks his, his feet, feet up. up and all that. He's clearly like a clean freak. So, for him to get fucking blood doing his trousers after getting that shotgun, like, like buckshot to the leg, Aye. must have really fucking annoyed him. Oh, that was one of my favourite bits where he's trying to kick off the cowboy boot and all the blood's pooping. Uh, it's a good detail, wasn't it? Like, yeah. clearly the boot's fucking full of all the blood and it just... And the look on his face like he's about to pass out every time he, he's trying to uh, kick the boot he, off. <coughs> see when he was like injecting like the what was that the morphine or what the fuck it is the painkillers I was just to Heather it was a local anaesthetic. Uh, well, well, I was like uh, a cover up as I like um, to say that. I was just waiting for him just so I could like pass out. <laughs> Some of the close ups on his face was close to the, I think it was the edit of the sound going oh <laughs> because every time he was like brushing his hand against it like lapping water on his leg and his face going <laughs> It's like, I would have been fucking <laughs> greeting like a dog. Because like, oh, oh. it was a nasty fucking wound. It was like a aye. chunk of his thigh was missing. But, aye. The fact that he went to all the effort, like, getting on, like the, making a Dexter death room, getting all the poly sheets out, 
cutting the trousers and then lapping it up. And even like, it was like iodine he was putting in a bottle uh, to kind of disinfect the wound, I guess. Picking out all the bits of buckshot and then just to start stitching up. They're just like, oh no. He, is, he has to be a fucking serial killer just not to pass out doing all that. Mm. But it's just the wee shot of him sat in the toilet in the scud, cross-legged, stitching mm. away. <laughs> like, boy clearly tucked his junk for that a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so. But I think this really needs to be like our, our Anton time. Because, mm. I mean, do you have any particular favourite kill of his? Mm. No favourite kill, maybe a kill that should have been the old woman at fucking... <laughs> Andrew, she's already got the cancer. The trailer part, <laughs> oh, oh, the trailer part woman. Oh, oh, the one that when they gave the job information. I so much shit to him and he's like taking it. Aye. It was, it was John Goodman in a wig, wasn't it? <laughs> I just, she had the look. It's like, but ah, oh. yeah, it was at that point that made me think, oh, he's got to go on a day, a day kill women, credo, and oh, women and kids, yeah, aye, a day kill them. Ah, he he definitely took it. I'm surprised he never turned the coin out, just the fucking wager. Mm-hmm. It's that point where he first kind of introduces the coin. It's the guy in the fucking petrol station, mm-hmm. and he just tosses the coin, puts it down. And so like, I have to know what we're wagering. It's like everything. What's everything? <laughs> it's like the fact that I don't shoot you in the fucking head is what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. But I like how he goes in and he kind of gets the guy's life story. Is this all you do? Work at the petrol station? Live in a house out back? He's like, well, I married into it. And he's like, <coughs> you married into this life? <laughs> that you chose this? He's like, no. No one should have this life. Yeah. I've got... Asking him what time he goes to bed and all that. Ah, he's like, <laughs> like, when it's time? He's like, no. Like, when do you shut the shop? When it's dark? No. A time. Like, half four? He's like, we've got to close up now. He's like, not half four. He's like, just give me a break. And there's the fact that the boy survived the coin toss. And he's like, keep the coins. He's like, well, what do I do with it? And he's like, don't put it in your fucking pocket. Because that's a lucky coin. Like, that's no just a fucking coin to put in the cash register. No, no, you need, need, need that fucking, that wee bitch framed. Like, this is the reason why I'm still alive. Working in survived a... the fucking sugar man. Exactly. <laughs> so. But, were, um, I did like the, not so good for uh, Woody Harrelson's character. Fucking bastard, that's what I was <laughs> going to bring up. But it just how unexpected it was. Because it, it, I don't think he was even looking at him, he was just staring at the phone ringing. And just decided, went, Whoop. fucking shoot Woody and then pick up the phone. You and the fact that like, Woody kind of noticed he was behind him when he was like walking up the stairs, like stalking him, kind of. Aye. And I think if it was just because he was working up a sweat, or the fact that he noticed the sugar man was behind him, he started dabbing his brow, going, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> 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 he said it himself, when you see him, that's it. Like, when you see fucking Anton Sugar, that's it, you're gone. That's it, you're dead. And as soon as he just realises he's walking behind him on the stairs, it's just let a wee bit pee. Just going, oh, <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, fuck, what was I going to say? I kind of wish we got a bit more Woody Harrelson in it. Ah, he was, he was short. It wasn't like a lot of him. It was just, he was like, he was, he was kind of like, was like a bounty hunter kind of thing, eh? He, ah, he was, because he knew all about like Anton Shiger and all that. Yeah, and he obviously had like a military background as well. Because him and Llewellyn kind of had that, and they spoke about his decorated 
or no, what was was his charming past? Like Stephen Root was trying to get some background information on him, and Stephen uh-huh. Root was quite good in this. Like it was a different kind of Stephen <clears throat> Root when yeah. uh, Woody Allison takes a seat. He's like, "Did I say you could sit down?" He's like, "Ah, oh, the the boy's got some spunk about him." He's like, "This is he's always usually like relaxed, laid yeah, back." Spunk about him in Red State as well. Ah, he does right enough. <laughs> I can't remember if, if he was getting fucking blown in the car or he was blowing the guy in the car. I can't mind. There was, there was definitely spunk yeah. <laughs> between these two roles. But, um, sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I can see you cringing. I like the fact that, eh, uh, like, <laughs> um, would Harrison's try to bribe fucking Anton? I'll go down to the ATM and I'll give you 14 grand. Aye. Let's, let's buy my way out of this situation. And I'm pretty sure, like, Anton's like, 14 grand's probably going to cut it. Aye. Now, when Anton gives the option, because obviously he picks up the phone, talks to Llewellyn, and he says, you know where I'm going. And obviously he's going to like Odessa to see Carla Jean. Yeah. And he says, if you give me the money, obviously that buys her safety. You, it's too late. Whatever way, whatever way it fucking falls, you're going to die in this situ- in this fucking story. Now, was it kind of the fault of Llewellyn's character of having like the short temper of like fuck it you're now my pet project I'm gonna find you and kill you mm-hmm. maybe you should have just gave him the money and just spared Carla Jean mm. which way do you think he should have went well at that point you think she's gonna get away with it no so, so I'm well not not he's invincible what was, it, what was it he says to Carla Jean about something a bit like like two million or something it's the day where like you kind of just turn back on like two million or something Ah, exactly. Fuck are going to look for you for two million. Uh-huh. They're not going to stop until they find it. And it's when Anton has to sit down with Carla at the end and he's saying, well, your fate's already been written. Like, I can't go back on it because your man chose this scenario for you. Now, this isn't your fault. This is his fault. He chose to fuck off with the money. Mm. So I'm only filling, like, completing my end of the deal, killing you. Yeah. Mm. Uh. I thought he was going to hear like an absolute brain hemorrhage when she refused to. Face to flip the aside. No, does not compute. <laughs> Turns out Anton's a replicant. The way you have an option. <laughs> exactly. You can't. You can't refuse. No, call. I'm like no, I'm not calling it. But this is my deal. This is my shtick. You can't. You have to call it. <laughs> so what's with your haircut? Don't get personal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was obviously having a troubling day because she just buried her mum, you know. Exactly. See, when that coffin was getting lowered, did you think it was Llewellyn at first? Oh, well, that's it, you didn't... Because I, I always forgot, like, I forgot the day as well when I watched it, that it was the mum. Aye. Aye, and she left quick. I knew, when she knew that Llewellyn was gone, I was like, I could rest I could in peace it. now. <laughs> Do you reckon when she was in the box, she was like, I got the cancer. <laughs> she just said, "You know how much friends I got in heaven? Zero. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, so like you can remember the reasons I've got to stay alive. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. Aye, <laughs> uh, but it was um right. It was a it was a green light when he was driving. Eh, yes, at the, at the wee intersection. Aye, uh, if some cunt didn't." Know when to stop. Yeah. So aye. Uh, I. I know it's a theme of this film, like people obviously being bought off with blood-soaked money. 
Yeah. Like, that's got to be really hard to spend. I didn't you could break a blood-soaked £100 note. It's like, oh, right, it looks like, oh, yeah, it's definitely currency, but it's fucking soaked in blood. So I didn't get up, I should really take it. It's like, oh, come on. I just, I just like, the, like the kids' like, reactions with like, the bones sticking out his fucking arm. Oh, it's like, your fucking bone, man. Like The kids were like, could not look away for the bone sticking out his arm. Yeah. And it was the fact, like, even this kid was like, hell, so I'll just give you my shirt. You've been in an accident. I don't want to fucking, I don't want you to buy it off me. I'm a me. good kid. Aye. Like, Take the money. He never saw me. And now the kid's like, half that's mine. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, what a shirt. <laughs> exactly. You didn't lost shit. But aye. He just, he just gets away. He just walks off in the distance. Do you think, like, eventually he gets, I always say, again, the film just kind of cuts away so you don't know what happens, but. Yeah. Do you reckon that Maybe at some point, fucking Tommy Lee Jones' character kind of catches up with him, even though he's retired. I, oh, that's it. Just happily just finds him in a bar one night. He's sitting drinking his milk. <laughs> I would, I would like to see that, like, just to kind of know, because I feel like that's like the last case he can't solve. But he, he, he says, "Was it? He's, he's outmatched or something like this." It's, Ah, retard! You're like cats! <laughs> Did he yeah, a bit fall off the, the fucking chair or fuck something? Yeah, he was trying to suicide. <laughs> Look at fear on his face. <laughs> Poor fucking cat. Um, but I, I can imagine it just being like that last case syndrome where it's like, I can't rest until I've fucking done it. But honestly, there's never like a follow up to the book, and the Coen brothers have never suggested a sequel. But yeah. I like uh, I like to um, Tom Lee Jones' wife dig at him. About her no being retired. Aye. Her being busy at work and shit. Yeah, because he, that's it. He's at home now. What the fuck do I do? Do I go out with the horses? Do, I, do, you, do you want <laughs> some help? Ah, he's like, do you want me to help you? He's like, oh, go on, just fuck off. Like, you're going to be one of these guys that's just under my feet. Like, just go find Sugar Man, why don't you? Like, oh, it's going to get me killed. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll get you out of the house, though. Out of my head. What was his name? Ed Tom. Ed yeah. Tom Bell. Fair enough, little... West Texas name, Ed Tom. It seems awfully fitting for for Tommy Lee, mm. Tom Lee. Um, I think we've we've talked our cast out of it. Is there any other characters? I mean, the only ones I think over the top of my head was we've said it the 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 bitch that works in the trailer park and the, the fucking drill sergeant that works at the border, mm. uh. and the guy in the boot shop, like I. I liked all those characters. Even I spoke about when we watched it this afternoon when Anton was taking the chicken truck. And just uh, the old boy, when he's asking him, he's like, if I want to go to an airport here, it's like, he's just that fucking knows the land he's been the whole time. He's like, airport or, or airstrip? And he's like, oh, fucking you and your local knowledge. Just answer my fucking question. And then he turned it into a fucking story. But it just feels like they just found like authentic townspeople just to do a line of dialogue and then look into the barrel of this wee tube. Yeah, I was about to say, do you reckon he took his shotgun to the chickens? <laughs> well, it's a get them off. I think he got him to take them off the truck first. I was like, why? God, I'm going to kill you. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> That'd be a lot of work. Just, go, <laughs> just gets the shotgun and goes. <laughs> <laughs> just feathers. Feathers everywhere. So I was like, I missed. Nope, feathers. <laughs> Bloody feathers. Yeah. There's a guy in there. Now he's in a speed bump. <laughs> Uh, right, so is there any key scenes that we've we've overlooked 
No particular favourites yourselves? No. Could we agree that the, the running time of the film, obviously the pacing, I think me and Andy's on the same page, it kind of gets a little bit long-winded towards the end. I maybe shaved 10, 15 minutes and it would be alright. Aye. Now, out of this, at what point in the film could you would you end it? Because obviously I feel the the dream sequence, breakfast with his wife at the end is a bit too much. Yeah, I think I probably would have, I probably would have ended it with um, Anton walking away. Aye. Like right at the end, pretty much. Just one, because that's it, like, I, I feel that's probably right. Because <clears throat> well, what else could you do? Because, right, obviously, um, Tommy Lee Jones was talking of retiring, and he said it, like, that conversation he had with his cousin kind of summed it all up there, where he's like, I'm, I'm outmatched. What else can I do? And then cuts says, like, this is me on week two of retirement. Bug my wife for things to do. He's like, okay, right, we, we, we kind of assumed you were going that way already. But uh, I think I would have agreed with you there, just saying, seeing what what Anton got up to, survived a car crash, because the kid had just killed him. Just yeah. like, how did he die? Oh, just a fucking, don't know, drunk driver, or some kind of not paying attention. Like, cruel as fate. It wasn't any, it wasn't the Mexicans, or just like, just some cunt caught him in a car accident. Like, no, no cunt will kill me! Give me your shirt, boy! <laughs> and manages to walk it off. Mm-hmm. How would you end it, Andy? I would end it then. <laughs> Credits. I just I'm getting hit with the car and I just kind of pan around till I'm dead and then that was it. So you don't get to know whether he lived or died or just show him dead by Show him dead. That's right. what I would have done. Or if you were making it into like an epic three, three part like trilogy oh thing like everybody does nowadays. Yeah, aye. one film's not enough. End it where fucking after the gunfight with him and Llewellyn. Oh Llewellyn right. So what after the shooting him? Aye. Where I thought it ended originally. Yeah. <laughs> Aye. Now, let's see. This this will be a hard one. Who steals the film for you, Mike? It's probably Javier. Right. Andy? Llewellyn. Moss. And I guess I, I actually do think Tommy Lee Jones is fucking perfect in this film. Like, I feel like he's maybe just finished chasing fucking Harrison Ford out of Fugitive. Or finish dealing with what was the one he done with Wesley Snipes US Marshals yeah I feel like, like that, just say he's been the one character his whole life and it's like I've dealt with Harrison Ford I've done this and I do it to retire oh who the fuck's this character come along he just he plays it that well just how he kind of just chews dialogue and the way he talks to all the young ends around him and talks to the other folk like the way he fucking talks to the woman to top up his coffee and just it seems so fucking natural as if it was just like a local sheriff they got him just to play the fucking perfect part which is fucking Tommy Lee Jones mm. I do like now when you think back at like all the if you want to connect this to other films like how Javier Bardem decides to kill people by a coin toss and you could fucking connect that to Batman Forever where Tommy Lee Jones played Two-Face uh, yeah. and then the same goes for, um, shit, I'm forgetting it now. There's another connection where I think it was, that's it, Josh Brolin and Tommy Lee Jones. Josh Brolin played a young Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black 3. Ah, yeah. I reckon if he just didn't want to do the third one, but when 
was it Agent, was it K? Will Smith's character? Well, when he went back in time, the young Tommy Lee Jones was Josh Brolin. And he played it fucking really well. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones was in the third in. Was in it to, at the beginning and then yeah, went back in time. Was. Right. I've not seen it for a wee while. But I, I feel I've, I've spewed enough shites. Yeah. Um, the film won four Oscars. Mm. It got Best Motion Picture. It beat Juno. So fuck. There will be blood. <laughs> it beat Teen Pregnancy. It be, there will be blood. Uh, Atonement. Kira Knightley and James McAvoy. Sad cry, war film romance. I've not seen it, that's my assumption. And uh, Michael Clayton. George Clooney. Right, looking back, it's like, this is the time where they were, like, they were just five Best Picture nominees, not ten. Yeah. It's like, oh, it'd be so much easier to watch if there was only five. Uh, Javier Bardem got the Oscar for Actor in a Supporting Role, beating Casey Affleck, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Hal Holbrook, and Tom Wilkinson. Uh, also got Achievement in Directing, so Best Director as well. Mm-hmm. And best writing for an adapted screenplay, since based on a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when it comes to the rewatchability, would how how rewatchable is this to you, Andy? No, I think it could be pretty rewatchable. It was it's a it's not a film you can you could hear running in the background, but it's one you could watch in there again. That would they think it would get old? Mm-hmm. And you could also turn it off in the last 10 minutes. Aye. And a good bit to end is here. Oh, it crashed off. <laughs> so, but it's, it's got all these great wee moments where even if you catch it halfway through, you still probably sit and watch it just because you know what's going to happen next. Uh, Mike, well, you, you own it. Yeah. So it is probably highly rewatchable to yourself. Yeah. And it is. It's, uh, I, I was saying you're always going to pick up like something new. Aye. And it's a fucking strong cast, like a stellar cast. So there's, there's no really any faults, and maybe just because it's just a bit long. And even like, I have to give props to, uh, was it is it, Kath- Catherine McDonald's, Kelly McDonald's, yeah. Kelly McDonald's for the fact that it's like a a Scottish actress playing a lassie from West Texas. The accent isn't too bad. Because her first line is like, what's in the satchel? It's like, oh, okay. That's definitely a Scottish person putting on a Texas accent. <laughs> but it gets a bit easier as it goes on. It becomes mere natural. Because oh, I remember her is either being... Shagged by you McGregor and Trainspot. Yep. Or The Lassie and Brave. Huh? Yeah, you wouldn't have seen that one. But aye. Another one was her shagging you and McGregor. <sighs> so, obviously... She wouldn't shut up, I guess, in that film either. Mm-hmm. I'm turning the button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, does this film deserve its spot in IMDb Top 250? It is ranked at 157, sandwiched in between. At 156, Dial M for Murder, a Hitchcock film starring Grace Kelly. And beneath it, funnily enough, There Will Be Blood. Film coming at the exact same year. Fucking contender at the Oscars, sat at 1.58. It was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, of course starring Daniel Day-Lewis. 
and it's got is it, no, Paul Dano's in it as well. Aye. I've still never seen it, and again, it's on for about three fucking hours. I've seen it once, and I think it was alright at the time, but didn't have a, like, a profound effect on me. Billy, when you see people talking about it, they just talk about fucking Daniel Day-Lewis's Aye. performance in it. And like that one quote was like, I will drink your milkshake. I will drink it up. And it just picks a milkshake and goes... <sighs> it's just something about drilling oil. That's his milkshake. He's got to drink <laughs> it up. <laughs> Doing it to Kelly's is like... Oh, uh, yeah. Brings up to the yard and... <laughs> exactly. He just sticks a straw up her fucking ass and just starts sucking. <laughs> I'll drink it up! <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine Daniel Day-Lewis doing that fucking dance now. It's, oh. it's fucking Ben Stiller at the end of Dodgeball. <laughs> shaking his tits. <laughs> doing a wee dance. I remember when I first seen that, it fucking broke me. <laughs> like, actually broke me. Because it was like an after credits or mid credits. Yeah, where he's just was, totally fat. Ah, uh, he thought the film was finished and there he is in the fat suit, shaking his tits and going, oh, oh God. <sighs> aye. But aye, I'm sitting at 157's a fair spot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to argue with that. Uh, now, Mike, time for you to hit us with the BBT. Yeah. I'll wake you up when we're finished, Andy. <laughs> would you like a beverage in the meantime? No, no, there's still beverage in here. Um, would you reckon the budget for this one was? 40. 48. 48? That's uh, a Price is Right type shit. It's only kind of far off. It was sitting at a nice 25 mil. That's a big better. <laughs> 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 ah, I got about 15 out of, out of the roads. Do you reckon it made his money back? Oh, I had to. This Davis won an Oscar show. Exactly. <laughs> like, lots of buzz, Oscar attention, and with it having quite a tight budget, mm. I'd have made it. Um, domestically, it took 74.2. It's going to say 71. <laughs> uh, what do you reckon it took foreign? Foreign? Uh, 30. 48. 95. Jesus oh. Christ. The Yanks hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so it made like 191. 171, sorry. Oh, well, no wonder. And comparing it to like other uh, Coen Brothers films, I reckon this must have been possibly the most successful. Because I, I think whilst all their films tend to end up being like cult classics or overlooked, because they were never like huge box office Films uh, from what I can remember, but this one obviously four Oscars and like such a strong yeah, cast. Um, Fargo was like the only one that that did get an Oscar, didn't it? I was it no uh, Frances McDormand. Aye, for best actress. But th- that's it. They've never. I'd imagine that's probably been their most successful film mm. until Buster Scruggs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got two bits of trivia here. Um, the suppressor on the Anton's gun was specifically made now, for the film. Funny you should say that. Mm. Both our wives chirped in with that little bit, that <laughs> tidbit. Like, I think Obdi was trolling IMDb the day. He's like, did you know like, that it was custom made? And he's like, no shit, Sherlock. Even when you picked that up in the gun shop, look at it. Uh, Sorry to steal your thunder there, aye. Mike. But, aye. Um, and uh, despite being given top billing, Tom Lee Jones is the one that's had the least amount of screen time in the whole film. Hmm. Well, I guess, would you say it's the biggest name? 
like household name. Obviously, Josh Brolin would be a second. Yeah, and I and then and on that photo, and with George would be. Was it two thousand six or two? So uh, around that, yeah. Uh, nowadays, no. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I think roughly around that time when uh, No Country for Old Men come out, that was kind of Josh Brolin's is like resurgence a wee bit. I I couldn't even remember what he would have done before that other than Goonies because he was in he was simultaneously filming Death Proof, no Death Proof. Planet Terror. Oh yeah, Aye. when this come out. Aye, all ah, right. Well, that's, I, I honestly couldn't tell you what done in between, but then after it, like, it just kind of yeah. was a resurgence because he went on to do fucking loads of stuff. Old yeah. boy. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only good bit about that was um, shagging fucking Hingley. Hingley Olsen. Yeah. Fucking what's it? Actually, I didn't mind to be. The wee twist was a bit different. Like I haven't seen it since we went all the way to Glasgow to see it. And what felt like a dull redneck crowd. There was like a boy in overalls and a flannel jacket. Like, oh no. Um, the twist was obviously involving... Um, and Charlotte Copley as well. Like It was one of those yeah. things where I thought, this can go wrong. Aye. And then the sun gave it zero out of five. I'm going, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it was a Charlie Copeland's character. He ended up like killing his family and all that. I uh, and fucking Sam something, Jackson. Or was it something like that? Uh, I can't. I honestly, I've no seen it since then. Ah, uh, Sam Jackson as well. But I reckon if it was in the contract, where is it right? This film might be a bit ropey, but you get to pump one of the Olsons. Was like twins? Nope, younger sister. Mm. Not bad. <laughs> and now. Every Marvel fan feels like, oh no, Thanos and the Scarlet Witch! No! I always remember, like, when when I watched I watched the remake for the first time last year, it was on Netflix. Mm. And uh, I was I was saddened that it didn't include the scene where, remember in the original where he woke up on the skyscraper and the thing? On the boys the, about the jump? The suicidal guy with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he's walking and the camera just pans back and, and it's the guy just <laughs> jumping. the time. Yeah, they never oh, had that. Yeah. I've already got to talk about eating the fucking, like, the, the wee Live squid. octopus. Oh, uh, and then they ruined that fucking iconic uh, hallway fight. Oh, it's like a multi-story. It's like Donkey Kong, wasn't it? Uh, going up the fucking levels, yeah, jumping on barrels. Yeah. Oh, I, honestly, I, it might be worth maybe doing, like, a double bell in of those in the future. Just talking about, like, the goods and the, the, the bad. Because Old Boy is in the IMDb Top 250 as well. Yeah. And whilst me and you have spoken about that on a podcast many moons ago, I still I think it's worth talking about twice. <laughs> you say so. <laughs> Maybe not. Bitch. <laughs> I'll just phone in my answers for the last show. <laughs> just listen to it. I'm just well, I'm, fucking <clears throat> dick the phone playing. I'm fucking, I'm constantly um, reimbursing uh, Black Clansmen to fuck at my work. Aye. Reimbursing? Like, encouraging folk to watch it. Encouraging folk to. I thought, reimbursing like, I want my money back. I want my money back for Black Clansmen. Damn. Or here, take more. Never yeah. seen it. I've wanted. Uh, there was a part of me that wanted to watch it, but then, nah. it might not be as good as you hope. I was uh, so that's what stopped me from watching that. And, uh, well, I yeah. guess just wait until it's streaming. Then wait till it's like instantly accessible, and then mm-hmm. bite the bullet. Same with that fucking drag across concrete. Ah. Like, I've heard nothing but good reviews about it, but it's two hours and forty minutes long. I watched it last week. Did you? Yeah. 
I'll not tell you anything about it. Right. You can check it out yourself. Yeah. So. Is it good? No, I'm just... <laughs> I don't want to decide what he does for the next three hours of his life. No, no. No, you want him to watch it being shite and then fucking laugh at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... Uh, I've not watched all the guys work. I mean... Bone Tomahawk's on film four this weekend, ah, funnily enough, but uh, I still need to watch that middle movie, the, Bro, the other Vince Vaughn prison. It's coming on, uh, it's on Now TV, it's coming on the Netflix next month. Aye, I need Is to get around. Is that the one where the punches occur? Yeah, uh, it Aye, was I started prison. watching that, it was fucking, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then my, uh, my, I think I got a power cut and we never went back to it. <laughs> yeah, it was... like I, I watched it, I think I watched it last year and it surprised me how how good it actually was like it wasn't like your typical like run of the mill prison film mm-hmm. I thought it was only for like 90 minutes it's like 2 hours and 10 minutes mm-hmm. and it takes like an hour or so for him to get into the prison ah, the director's known how he his films yeah and like the, the violence is just fucking unreal <laughs> okay so let's uh, get to the end of No Country for Old Men with our one star reviews Yes. Also, we encourage you all to visit filmsandswearing.com and click on our Amazon link and do some shopping Great way to give us a wee commission from your your spending on Amazon. Uh, and to highlight this, the three one-star reviews. Now, this film was reviewed 457 times with 44 one-star reviews. Ooh. I have chosen three. Uh, first one from Ben Oliver. I didn't like the title, so I gave it away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no country for old men. Ah, fuck it, Dad. You could have that one. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Does he didn't even watch it? <laughs> Maybe put it in like blind by and the credits come up. Oh no! Oh no! That's not for me. Fucking hate old men. <laughs> Chuck it. Uh, our next review. Our reviewer called Hud. Hud. Artistically amazing, but overrated. In brackets, as personally disappointing as P.T. Anderson's. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, There Will Be Blood. Close bracket. Uh, but as a story, it lacks weight. As a pop, as a popcorn muncher, good. But I don't like popcorn. <gasps> That's oh, a wee fucking twist ending. The like, boy's trying to get a job in the Times. That <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. Like, I do care if you like it or not. He says it's a popcorn muncher. He doesn't like popcorn. <sighs> and the last one. Fussy misses. Oh. <laughs> What a dull and boring film. Have a nap instead. Woohoo! <laughs> Fussy misses would prefer a nap. Right. And spending two hours with Tony Lee Jones. I'm getting taken at the back and getting fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's like the first comment on that review. If you keep running that mile, we're going to take you all back and fuck you. <laughs> what you got to do, Amazon? <laughs> Aye. So, uh, next time on Films and Swear Movie Podcasts. We are, it's still going to be IMDb season, but we've picked this film. We are going to be discussing Avengers Infinity War uh, as a, a prolude, pre- a, prelude. Yes, to prolude. a prologue to <laughs> uh, the release of Avengers Endgame. Also, we're not all going to review that one, but look, it's a significant moment in our time. Let's mark the occasion by talking about the first half. Yeah. So, that'll be that. Uh, follow us on social media at FAS Podcast, you'll be able to find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Show that you give a fuck and talk to us on social media. 
put a wee like on our new fucking shiny cover art <laughs> that we put on Facebook. Then have some acknowledgements. Yes. I'm still a bit hurt that I put a poll up and only four people voted on it. It's like, <laughs> can you put a poll like, up? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, there's 750 of you fucking follow me. How the fuck did only four of you vote? And some guy actually replied back saying, I was fucking busy. I was like, fair dude. Uh, <laughs> like, you're not all bots. I was just thought it was like fucking 740 robot fucking Russian brides following me. <laughs> and actually 10 real people. And one guy just like, I'm fucking balls busy. It's like fucking well done. I, I put up a, a post on Instagram at the weekend, the one of the dishes done for work. And that's like, I reckon if it was like a fake page or whatever, but commented on the photo and was like, oh, hey, go and like, comment on my latest post for like, your favourite like a snack. <laughs> so, <laughs> you go on her page and just write biscuit. Like, no, I was like, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I put the beef spearfeeders in a bottle of ginger. <laughs> and the bitch liked it. Oh, um, that's it. That, that was enough for her. She just put, eating ass. Full stop. <laughs> 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 like just a bunch of like munching emojis <laughs> and a peach that's it exactly put them all together or just, just munch and then put or just munch and cut that <laughs> right okay that could be the Asian it could be the Asian <laughs> <laughs> on that note ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in and Andrew tell them fuck off and tune in next week more emotion. I can't I'm sleeping! Fucking wake up. Imagine Anton Sugar walks in the room, points the gun, flips the coin and says, tell me. Does one of them put me asleep? Fucking both of them will. <laughs> Fuck off. See you next week. Doesn't sound like you've got a gun pointed at you for that one. Uh, Fuck off! <laughs> he is, did he? No, I'm I got the cancer. <laughs> I got the cancer, that's it. <laughs>